If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Are we hot? Oh, I'm hot. Very hot. So, <laughs> it's uncomfortable sometimes when Doug says stuff like that. I, it is. So, uh, God, sad. I'm a little bit sad. Why are you sad, Adam's Sal? not here. Yeah. Adam's that, not why, here. Why be sad about that? I uh, mean, you can talk a lot more now. Well, sometimes, you know, when I get nervous and he holds my hand. Yeah. It makes me feel, you know, comfortable. Well, yeah, you guys have this, like, love seat here that together, we sit together. That we sit together. And then that's when I see you at your, at your best. I'm So, I'm sad, but I'm also... A little excited because Doug is going to be on the episode with us today. What's up, Douglas? Hey, Ooh, how Doug you guys doing? <laughs> He'll be limited to answering questions, and uh, we'll cut him off. When yeah, we right when he starts talking, we'll just cut him off. Totally. I get to say two. No, nah, uh, you know <laughs> what I was trying to say. Got him in. Hey. Okay. Anyway, so what we're we talking about? So basically, uh, yeah. dude. So yesterday, um, you guys see my, my squat workout? What I did? Yeah, yeah that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, I see. I'm pretty motivated right now to to get my legs to grow. We've noticed that more. Yeah, because um, because you're out. You're out 100 to destroy all that Schaefer is standing for. Is yeah, that the, I, you know the mantra going he, on. In he's your a head? hard worker. He's been training hard. I was at Golds, and we just happened to show up at the same time, which is always kind of awkward. You know, you you, you run into someone, you, you kind of want to see him, but you kind of don't because I don't want him to see my secret training technique. <laughs> So I'm watching him work out, and the dude was squatting for like 45 minutes. Like oh, he, that's man. all he did was squat, yeah. and he was doing good squats. Yeah, um, and he's getting stronger. So um, I'm like, all right, it's I time. could see you just walking by and like thinking, like sabotage. Dude, I totally. So while he was squatting, I was doing all kinds of funny things. I was making fart noises. And oh yeah, I poked him in the butt a little bit, you know. <laughs> and uh, but he stays focused. He, he likes that, anyway. He, so. he stayed super focused. Yeah, it's not out of his norm. It might have squeezed out an extra rep or two um, when he did that. Okay. But um, so yesterday, um, so what I've been doing is I'm, I've been incorporating inclusion. You know what? Next time you should do what? just get right behind him and start spotting him, even though he didn't want to be spotted. <laughs> he just ran just, the spot. Just hug him. Just, just give him the hug down, spot. Up, um, down. Use the uh, the third hook. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sink the hooks in. Yeah, you got to make sure you're locked in. Doug you remembers I mean? that when I used to train. I remember Doug when I used to <laughs> Yes, I couldn't wait for squat day. Wow. <laughs> yes. Doug was always like, <laughs> Doug was always like, Sal, this is weird. I don't think I'm supposed to. Yeah, you guys have a very do. intimate relationship. And I would always be like, shut up, Doug. I'm the prof- yeah. I'm the. You hired me, right? You fucking <laughs> right. do it. That's right. Why do I always have to wear one of these unitards? Yeah, it was like, it was like a weird, a like, it. it was like a weird, like Charles Manson kind of relationship. Like he just uh, kind of, I broke him down and then built him back built up. Built him back up, and made him feel like powerful again. And yeah. then you, yeah, depowered. Tear him right down again. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, gotcha. um, by the way, personal trainers listening, it's a great technique. Gets your clients great results. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so I've been doing occlusion. And then yesterday what I did that I totally forgot about, I haven't done for, I don't know, a couple months, um, but Again, I saw Adam squatting, and uh, my goal basically is this: like, it's, you know, let's say a scale of zero to ten yes. in terms of how crazy your legs look. Right, zero means you have shitty legs. Ten is like, fuck, your legs look crazy. Right, I need to stay at least five points ahead of Doug, of uh, excuse me of uh, Adam. So, so um, he's moving up now. So he's where do you think he's at a think four Adam's now? At right now? Oh, he's at a four. <laughs> no, he's doing. I think he's gonna argue. No, he's doing good. Come on. He's doing good. So, uh, so I was, so I was motivated. So I, I used uh, some variable resistance yesterday. Yes, variable resistance. This is a great uh, topic. I think that we should kind of dive into. Dude, we need to. 
You know, we ha- I don't I do not think that we've we've even touched on this before. No, and it's good because uh, I don't see a lot of bodybuilders and physique competitors do this. No, why would they? Because all they want to do is just you know rep 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 everything out and yeah. wear belts and you know all that stuff. Yeah, you know wear wrist straps. Yeah. and, you know squeams. And stuff. <laughs> but I um I I will predict right now that you will start to see in the next five years you're going to start to see more and more stage presentation athletes utilizing these techniques because not only do they make you stronger, they build more muscle. Right. And anything that builds more muscle eventually will get adopted by people who need to build. Well, it's because now you can break it down into more incremental uh, versions of, of force, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or load. Um, and it, it it helps you to kind of transition a lot of times into the next, you know, platform of, of strength. And so, you know, as you grow, well, as you, as you get stronger, you grow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so your body's adapting to that new new standard and to to make it into that new standard. Uh, this is a great way, tool in your toolbox to use uh, to sort of segue. So if you think of it more like, um, well, what are your other options otherwise? Right. Is to just add little bits of more weight and you have these little, you know, five pounders or sometimes, you know, you see these little tiny, like almost like the magnet weights, or whatever. <laughs> magnet, like yeah. little tiny discs, you know, to kind of like gradually increase the load. And, and um, there's other, there's other elements like it's, let's say variable resistance. We're talking about bands. Yeah. Let's start with bands. Let's start with bands. Yeah. Okay. So now you used it uh, basically over the rack, right. To, to, to help assist. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as you getting depth and now assisting in the lift. Right. So you could add more load onto the bar so you could get, uh, you could feel, uh, a heavier load on your back. Well, so this, this so here's how, how it kind of breaks down. So when people hear bands, uh, I'm not using the band by itself. Right. But here's what a band does that weights don't do. When I'm doing a squat with, you know, weight on my back, that weight stays the same from the bottom to the top. My strength isn't the same, though, from the bottom to the top. My strength is weakest at the bottom right. and strongest at the top. This is why you see a lot of morons in the gym going down four inches in their squat. because This they're, is your strength curve. That's their strength curve, and they don't want to go down low because, as anybody who squats knows, you go down low, it, it, you're weaker at the bottom. Right. So the, good, the, the awesome thing about a band is a band is not the same resistance no. all the way through. The harder you stretch a band, or the further you stretch a band, the harder it pulls. Yeah, the more elastic energy you're, you're promoting that's right. going to help assist... Uh, basically lifting uh, the weight back on the way back up. Yes. So so what I did was is I had I personally worked up to some some heavy singles and I, so I had four hundred and forty five pounds on the bar and I, what I did is I, I got the band I attached it to both sides of the bar so one end on one side one end to the other side and I but I swung it over the top of the squat rack mm-hmm. so that the, so that it's pulling up on the weight. Now what happens when I unrack the weight and I come back and I squat down at the top of the weight at the top where I'm standing. It's pulling, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw out numbers. It's pulling, let's say, 20 pounds. So at the top, I'm, I'm holding 425. But then as I squat down into the hole, it might pull as much as 70 pounds or 50 pounds. So it's giving me more help where I need it. Right. But it's making the, and it's weight, making the weight heavier where I'm stronger. So what happens is you're able to train. You're able to push and max, uh, you know, max yourself out or get close to it within your natural strength curve. Right. And this, uh, the adaptation you get from it's fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, it's great. When you're stuck in a plateau, 
um, utilizing a technique like this is a great way to, to bust past it. And I, I mean, the feel is amazing. You, I get down to that low part of the squat because well, it's natural. It feels great. Yeah, it's because well, and that too, and it, it helps to alleviate a lot of stress on the joints. Yes, you know. So that's the one thing. Like you notice right away, like that that amount of weight it really stresses you out, and, and it it um, it it applies it all that force has to go somewhere. And so like when you're in a compromised position, let's say the bottom of your squat, you know, that, that force, uh, gets alleviated somewhat when you put that rubber band over there to help, uh, give you that elastic energy to, to, to come up out of the squat. So really it's just a great transitional, uh, technique then to, um, now you can sort of gradually add more weight. Your body's getting accustomed to more weight in the stronger points of your lift, which, um, you know, naturally you can sort of, uh, uh, you know, promote that progression, um, after that, after you train that way. Yeah. And I've, I've used, I don't know, Doug, did we ever do, uh, any type of variable? I think I have, I, I had to use chains. Yeah. Uh, we use chains. We use bands for you, squats, you did use bench the bands. and for deadlifts and deadlifts to me were particularly interesting. Well, why mm-hmm. was it interesting? Because it really required you to get back. Oh, because I attached them at a different angle. That's a good point. And by the way, Doug, if you have any questions on what we're talking about, because um, you you know quite a bit, um, but sometimes after the episodes, you ask us questions. You can ask them here, uh, because I think your questions are because you've been uh, a part of this for so long. You're going to have some good questions that we might not even think of. But yeah, so uh, the good the other good thing with bands is that you can attach them at different angles. So what Doug was talking about with a deadlift is when you're pulling up the weight of a deadlift, you're kind of, tr- you're pulling it up, but you're also trying to pull it back, right? Mm-hmm. You want to keep the weight close to your body. Well, one thing you could do is you could use a lighter weight, attach bands away from you so that when you're pulling up, the band is pulling, trying to pull the bar, not just pull the bar down, but pull the bar away from your body. So you're having to really le- kind yeah. of pull back and lean back. Yeah. You're, you're training your body to, to promote that you know, lifting process. Yes. You know, and, and so that's one way to, to, so if you break it down in, in terms of each one of those components of the lift, right? So there's ways that you can enhance maybe weak points. So exactly, if that's something that, you know, you know, uh, will benefit your lift and, and the bars getting away from you or whatever, like, obviously that's going to be a great technique to, you know, emphasize. And so that's why, you, you know, if you're stuck in a rut or, you know, you, you really want to enhance like what you already have going on. Like you really have to break down uh, the lift and have somebody um, give you the proper cues of like what they see your body doing in the lift, um, you know, where those weak points are. So if you want to go over maybe like so that 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 might be part of the first process is is part of the, the pull off the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, the next part, you know, we're looking, you know, at the knees, we're looking at the lockout, we're looking, you know, all the way up to the back. Um, so each phase of that, like you can, you can adjust bands, uh, accordingly to kind of help uh, structure that, right? You can, I mean, if, uh, lockout to send, send, tends to be the, the, for most people, the part where they tend to feel weakest, at least with a conventional deadlift, uh, mm-hmm. that's where the hands on the outside of the legs, you'll feel like your, your sticking point will be, you know, about six inches off right. the floor. So that's where I would, I put like, so some, some platforms they have like a, 
uh, like a like a handle that sticks up, mm-hmm. and so I'm able to to attach bands over like the outside of the bar mm-hmm. and on both sides, mm-hmm. and so now I'm pulling it straight up, and then that last bit, you know, is re- I really have to fight to lock to it out to get that lockout to get the lockout. So that's one one method I use. Yeah, bench press is a great one too. I'll I'll get a band and I'll attach the band on either side of the bar and under the bench that I'm using to you know that I'm benching from. So when I press it up. It's it's exponentially more difficult at the top, working on the lockout portion, and I'm you know because again for me for bench press I'm strongest that I'm very strong at the bottom. It's a lockout where I tend to have issues. Yours might be the opposite in, in which you might attach the bar. Then in that case, to the very top. Yeah, I was going to uh, say yeah if yeah if I'm if I'm putting rubber bands on the top and it's going to help me in the bottom part of the lift for sure. So yeah, you and, just structure it that way. And by the way, this is totally backed by science, completely backed by studies. They're, they've done studies on this and they found that people that incorporate this type of variable resistance with traditional resistance training uh, perform better, build more muscle and are stronger than people who just do the traditional resistance training. This is interesting because <clears throat> when you look at bodybuilding and physique type presentation sports, they borrow a lot from different types of strength sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be one of those things I think we're going to start seeing. Chains, you've actually seen. We've actually seen some chains being used by bodybuilders. I think part of it is because chains look cool, so they'll do photo shoots. Yeah. And they'll have these big-ass heavy chains that they're lifting. But part of it is because they work, and a chain is very similar. So to Yeah, it's similar, but it, 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 it feels different. Yeah, it feels different because here's the thing. Like, So at the bottom, let's let's talk about the bench, for instance. You want to have uh, an excess of the chain already on the ground, mm-hmm. okay? And so, what what what's going on is as you lift, so it's lighter at the bottom, right? So, so to paint the picture, you've got chains hanging off, big heavy chains, 30, 40 pounds, twenty pounds, whatever, mm-hmm. hanging off each each end of the bar down to the floor. And what Justin is saying is that when you're at the bottom of the bench press, when you bring the bar down to your chest, most of the chain's on the floor. Right. So your your weight is light. Right. So it lightens up basically and as you that push way. Up, yeah, because each link, you know, is gonna weigh X amount. And as as you go, it it's it's forcing you it, it's forcing more load on the way up out of your lockout, mm-hmm. basically. So then yeah. So then you're able to to get stronger with your lockout. Um and it helps to kind of lighten it up a bit so you can so you can put more load on on the bar. Now, now, Justin, when would you incorporate some of this these type of techniques for clients? I mean, you're you're very performance oriented. Yeah. So when would when would an athlete, you know, um, utilize this kind well, of? Well, after I've established a good strength base, and uh, so you wouldn't do this with a, a beginner. No, no, no. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, and I know that, like you said, it has a sexy component to it. Yeah. Just like anything else oh, in this industry, chains, you know, it's like, are sexy. That's just it. Like, there's certain sexy things that people are just like, "Wow, let's do that," and like focus on this. Uh, but if you're really doing it for the performance element that it provides, uh, that that comes later. So that's something like where if I'm if I'm having an issue with progress progression, right? So I need to get uh, I need to get some kind of uh, new stimulus, some new element in in the programming that will help them to catapult into the next level. So this is one of those things that I that I play with, either with its bands or chains um, or, you know, tempo or like we talk about all those other variables we use um, as far as like acute variables in, in the programming. Um, but this is one of those things that like, it's just, it's, it's great too, because if I'm thinking too about plyometrics, which we'll probably go into later in this podcast, um, I, I want to alleviate some of the stress on the joints 
but then have have the kind of explosive work um, that I want out of the muscle. And so if I can do that by adding, um, you know, rubber bands or something like that at a strategic location or anchor point um, to alleviate, say, stress in the knees, if I'm doing like a squat jump, um, mm. you know, that's, that's awesome. Like that's something now that uh, I could work on being more explosive and all that. And I can, um, and I can add, I can add weight to it, but also, you know, keep it, keep it safe on, on the joint. Well, actually, here's here's another way you can use bands from a, from a correctional standpoint. I'll give you a great example. Uh, here's the wrong way to use, um, you know, a band or th- in this particular case, somebody was using a small, like a small physio ball, but a really small one, like the size of a, of a soccer ball. Um, lady was squatting. I saw a trainer actually do this. Lady was squatting and her knees would adduct. What that means is her knees would cave in. Okay. They'd, they'd come into each other mm-hmm. while the lady was squatting. This is a common muscle imbalance you'll see. So what does this trainer do? He puts a rubber ball between your legs to keep them straight. This is the wrong way to use a tool like that okay. because she's okay. going to be squeezing her against that ball are, yeah, and getting worse. Her knees are already adducting. <laughs> yeah, so. Why the fuck do you want her to this, squeeze and, and, adduct and focus on that? Because this asshat thought, I'm going to keep her legs straight <laughs> by placing a ball between her oh, legs. That keeps them straight instead and, of... Uh, yeah. Right. No, no, no. This promoting this, the same recruitment pattern. Idiot, yeah. So the way you would actually fix your knees from traveling in to each other while squatting is you don't put something between your legs. You put something around your legs and press out against it right. as you squat. So another, this is another way to use bands. Yep. If you find your knees doing funny things, look, I have a client. I got a gentleman I've been training for a while now, and we had a really, really big imbalance between the right and left side. Mm-hmm. And what, we, what would happen is once we'd go heavy, as he would go low, his, his hips would shoot to the right, and his left knee would come out to the left. And it was any time we'd started to go particularly heavy for him. So what I did is I attached a band around his waist and I attached it to the left side, excuse me, to the right side of the cage. Mm-hmm. And I attached a band around his left knee to the left side of the cage. And so as he squatted, he had to maintain tension on the band with his hips by yeah, pulling them out to the left uh-huh. and pulling the knee into the right. And as we did these squats this way, uh, we correct his form, take the bands off, you know, weeks later, and now he can squat. Right. Straight. And the same thing. Along those lines, but then I would have just uh, work on the the corrective strengthening. So oh, yeah. I would put yeah. yeah, put the band attached like that, and then we'd work on the ab- abduction. Of course, yeah, right. So you so you build that strength in order to offset somewhat, you know, of what you know to compensate for that. So, but yeah, you know, that's that's a smart way to do that, and then still have them squat and have good form. That's what I'm trying to yeah. do. I was trying to teach that that exercise to his his body and his brain right. um, within a particular way. But these are these are all advanced, you know, somewhat advanced techniques. But, um, you know, uh, use them. I mean, you're, you're listening to what we're saying here. You know, get those bands out. Bring them to the gym. Well, the a, lot problem- of, a lot of our listeners are, are pretty much on that status. You know, yeah. they're, they're, on, they're, they're getting to that point where now, you know, they, they, need, they need something else. They need mm-hmm. something to kind of catapult them mm-hmm. into the next level. So I will say, you know, bands and chains have very different feel. A chains, f- chains are more grinding. Mm-hmm. They're more, I find chains to be more stressful on the body and bands to be more yeah. recuperative on the body when you add them to the to the bar. So based upon how you feel, if I'm feeling especially strong and I just want to push myself harder, I'll use a chain. If I'm feeling like, mm, I don't know if I'm, I feel strong, but I feel like I should probably take a little easier on my joints. 
but I want to kind of overload myself a little bit, then I'll use bands. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's the most natural because like bands are, are like they emulate that strength curve and they're like, just smooth. Yeah, th- it's the most smooth kind of sensation with that. Uh, any there hasn't been anything else other than maybe a mechanized version of that. Um, you know, that's an invention that, you know, nobody really has has done it in a solid way yet. But um that that basically you know, it, it makes such a difference. Like it's it's such a it's something that like people need to consider for sure. It like bands really help to enhance you and get you to the next level. Now I got a question for you, Justin, because um, you know I know a lot of times when Adam's here, you don't get a lot of uh, uh, you don't get you're not able. To- I don't get a lot of airtime. Yeah, yeah, and, and apparently we we're not funny anymore. Yeah, uh, when it's just you and me, dude. Some, so, so we went to the. Let's talk about like poop jokes and, and farts and. Dude, we went to uh, we went to some, we went to some event. Know. We went to some event, and I'm not gonna call this person out. I know she. <laughs> I know. She's listening, <laughs> and uh, she meet she's she meets us. I think that's the first time she's ever met me and Justin, if I'm not mistaken, probably or second. And she comes up to us. I swear to God, it's like the third sentence out of her mouth. She says like a couple things. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. <laughs> third sentence out of her mouth. Yeah, the show without Adam was really fucking boring. Like yeah. this is exactly what she says to us. Yeah, really boring. I'm like, oh, well then. Uh. We're just, All gonna, right. we're just gonna walk over here, <laughs> talk to someone else. I'm gonna go get a taco. So anyway, uh, let's continue on with this boring episode. Yeah, let's let's bore everyone to Every, death. To death. So, everyone to death. Oof. Everyone to death. God damn it. Gonna fucking bore you to death. Hey Doug, I want you to uh, send some of these clips of Justin singing to uh, American, you know, Idol. American Idol. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Because yeah. I think we've got some the voice. We've yeah. got something on here. There you go. That can make. I'd rather money. be known for my voice and not my body. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's gonna be hard, Justin. It's ah. oof, it is hard. If you know what I mean? It's very hard. So what's uh, I want I want to ask you about this because you're noon. you're you're a performance guy. Yep. So how long do you last in bed? No, I'm just kidding. What oh. is? Let's. I want you to explain plyometrics. Yeah, we have not talked about plyometrics at all. We have and not talked about plyometrics. We have not really talked about conditioning. None of the stuff. This is all irrelevant on our podcast. It is, and yeah. I'll, I, I'm going to be honest. I am not super well versed in plyometrics. Okay, and I don't. I know it sounds like I talk a lot about everything, but I don't. I don't talk about things I don't know a lot about because I don't want to come across as being a a, a blowhard or right. pompous or. You know, all the things yeah, I am. All, so Yeah, all those things. <laughs> check, check, check. So, no, um, tell us about plyometrics. How, first of all, what do they do? What do they benefit? Okay, so I don't... How do you use them? Okay, here's here's one of my pet peeves. Um, people that, that do plyometrics primarily for conditioning, mm. um, which is very popular and sensationalized because of CrossFit and because of all these things because they're hard, mm. right? And so, you know, everybody wants to do burpees. Everybody wants to do these these squat jumps and they want to do box jumps and they want to do – and they're using it for conditioning, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, what do you it, mean by conditioning? And conditioning to means – To build like – like they're doing them to fatigue. To fatigue. Okay. Just to wear you out. Yeah. And that's that's my issue because because that's not, I don't that's use the right way that. to use them right no okay no 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 I don't use them that way like at all I mean granted I was guilty of that at some point you know just because it's it's people like that they like you know new exercises and they want to try they see so and so doing this but then it was like no you know this is this is power now power we're talking about explosive movement and we're talking about ground forces and we're talking about um, driving into the ground, exploding through, getting a, like a, a really fast twitch response. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means less time on the ground. 
And so with plyometrics, um, that's what we're trying to train for. We're trying to train for this, this, uh, uh, is it safe to say speed of contraction or speed of force? Right. Okay. So speed of it force makes is, perfect sense that doing it to fatigue is literally is retarded. Stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. You if you if you try to because you can't uh, you, you're not gonna be able to generate lots of power. No, it under just gets fatigue. sloppy. So you just end up doing so just getting tired. It's that's it. You just you just end up looking like one of those. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna hammer CrossFit because <laughs> I have to. It's like. You know, this is like they've they've convert they've taken extrapolated all these concepts from athletics and you know gymnastics and blah 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 everything across the and board and just done them to fatigue and just do everything to fatigue yeah and it's so frustrating. So let's, let's let me let me explain let me use another analogy because because people might be having a tr- uh, trouble understanding this. Okay, if you're lifting weights to build muscle and strength, the best way to do it, and I'm going to use a very general explanation, the best way to do it is to do straight sets. I do a set of 10 reps, I rest. Mm-hmm. I do a set of 10 reps, I rest. Okay, this is common knowledge now. Right. Now, if I do bench press to fatigue or I'm working my chest to fatigue, then I'm doing bench press and I'm going straight to push-ups and I'm yeah. going straight to a, a ball throw. Right. And I'm going You're straight. cutting out your intervals of rest. Yeah, I, I'm doing a circuit. I'm getting down. really yeah. tired and I'm sweating my ass off, but I'm not going to build lots of strength and muscle. And okay. why would you want to do that? Mainly to cut fat. Right. right, just burn calories. Yeah, burn calories. Right. So, and, and not even cut fat because we also know that yeah, if, you, if you train strategic, you know, strategically with resistance training, you'll burn more body fat in the right. long term right. by building muscle and getting stronger. So, so that that's an example there. Now with plyometrics, same thing. If you want to build, increase your your power, your your speed of contraction, your power uh, off the ground or whatever then it needs to be used in a specific way. If you do it to fatigue, then all you're going to get is endurance. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I, am I, am I yeah, accurate? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's exactly like what you're promoting. So you're, you're promoting, just getting endurance. Yeah, endurance, like in, in muscle endurance in, in terms of like, like for some reason, like I guess this is where that whole Metcon mm. uh, thing came from with the cross. It was like their, their conditioning is more based off of like, you know, muscle, muscle endurance. Yeah. Muscle endurance, which it's fine if your goal is, is muscle endurance, but I'll, I'll tell you something right now, straight up. There's a better, there's better ways to get muscle endurance than to do plyometrics to fatigue. Right. It's safer ways. Well, and, that, and that's just the thing is it's not, it's, it's, Here's the thing. Okay, so there's tiers of training, right? Uh, you know, there's stability. There's <laughs> tiers. My tiers right, of training. Yeah, there's corrective phase. You know, you kind of work through that. You get into strength phase. You get into max strength phase. Um, you work your way up this totem pole up to get to power. Okay, power is at the pinnacle. Mm. Power is something that um, now we're taking what we've built as our foundation, and we're trying to recruit that. As quickly as possible, and 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 use it. Like, now, would would you say is it safe to say then that power is really should only be reserved for either really advanced clients or athletes? Yes. Otherwise, don't waste your time with it. Yes. Okay. And this is this is the difference. This is one of the things I'm I'm highlighting right now as I'm as I'm uh, uh, writing this program out to, in addition to the maps program because mm-hmm. the maps provides you know everything you need for foundation it, mm-hmm. it provides the strength it provides you know the the periodization uh you know hypertrophy which hypertrophy is great even for athletes for everybody you know it's for anybody uh however you know there is an ele- element of power in coordination and uh just that that re- overall recruitment that you need 
quickly, right? right. So you have to train the body differently and to get that. And that's very specific to athletes and people who want to perform at that level. Right. Okay. And, and the other thing is too, like as you do that, there's more rest period, you know, involved. There's more. Um, so give me an example of a plyometric. Like I want to use the box, do the box jump. Yeah. Um, how how would someone use it to build to to increase their power? So if I'm gonna if I'm just gonna focus on the actual mechanics and the movement of it, I'm focusing on, uh, you know, one rep at a time. I'm just driving down as hard as I can and exploding my way through it. Mm-hmm. So um, so you so you'll do that one big jump. That one big jump. And then are you resting and waiting to before you do the next one to, yeah. to perfect it? Yeah, ah, okay. that's what I do. You know, to start right and mm-hmm. so I. Yeah, really, really, uh, if I get into variations of that, I could do, I could do, uh, it would be less of a box jump. It'd be more of like a, a, um, like a frog jump or not a frog jump, but like one of the, um, like explosive squat jumps like Mm. in place. And so what I'm, what I'm focusing on is just keeping, keeping less time on the ground as possible. Mm -hmm. So now I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the response that I need, uh, to drive, to rebound those forces and power me back up as quickly as possible. So um, it's the same thing. Uh, You know, why somebody is faster than somebody else when they're running is because the amount of steps they took and the amount of time their feet were on the ground was less. Well, this is important because strength definitely contributes to speed. However, uh, you will find I could, I could get 10 guys that can out squat, 10 sprinters and they're not going to come close to how fast they are. Yep. So it's really, it's really, there's a lot of factors that come into play, but here's a, here's a question I have because we have a lot of listeners who are really primarily interested in, you know, changing the way they look and getting stronger, more of the traditional type stuff. Can plyometrics be utilized? Do you think to enhance muscle building? And of course we're talking about people who are advanced. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think people could benefit from it. You know, it, it really, it, it, it intensifies that neuromuscular connection, right? Very so, good. Yeah, so you're just like you're you're stimulating that pathway at a at a very high you know rate, and so this is something that you know anybody could benefit from that. If now you take that into the strength phase, and you're going to get that response, probably I'm assuming a lot quicker. And you know the the way you get through that that connection builds. Maybe you have you know a better recruitment pattern going into it. Now you get stronger and then you kind of build your way back into that response. Now I'm using that strength that I've built at a really accelerated pace. Mm. So it's like, you know, slow and fast pace. Now I do, I do recall reading about how people would use plyometrics as a superset to a strength move. So in other words, they would do, let's say I'm doing, I'm going to do a bench press. Uh I would go um, five jump pushups, you know, you know, not to fatigue, just boom, 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 explode, and then go right to the bench press. And I believe the theory was that you were able to um, uh, access more muscle fibers and get more of that central nervous system adaptation. Yeah. Is that, you're is trying that... to tap into the central nervous system adaptation. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, you're trying to channel that, you know, into your strength lift. So you would do before the strength lift, mm-hmm. not after again, because then you'd be fatigued, right? Right. You would exactly. lose all the... Okay. Yeah, well, exactly. And that's that's one of the biggest you know, issues I have is that, um, fatigue, you don't want fatigue as a component into your power exercise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially when we're talking about barbell, you know, Olympic lifts, 
things yeah, like that. Yeah, that like, was always my big problem. Oh, like, you don't want to go into that no, fatigue. You that's don't such do, a bad idea. No, you do Olympic lifts and fatigue-based programming. It's just that's you're you're you are you're not just asking for trouble. You're begging for trouble. You're literally yeah. like praying to the injury gods and saying, "Yeah, you can kind of get me. away with with being fatigued going into strength based training or hypertrophy, but sure. you just cannot do that in power because, I mean, the demand alone to to create the movement that you need at that fast of a pace requires everything to work, you know, simultaneously at 100. percent And so now, if you if you have fatigue, you're not at 100. percent Right. So that response is is going to be nil, right? What what's the point? What are you trying to do? So this is an interesting. So I am going to try experimenting a little bit with some plyometric stuff and so I'll be consulting with you a little bit cuz I cool. want to see I want to see what it does for me in terms of my traditional strength mm-hmm. um and in terms of, you know, building any additional, you know, muscle because I have historically I've done plyometric type training in the past when I used to compete in like a train in jujitsu and in judo mm-hmm. i would throw it in here and there but i was never it was never something that i truly incorporated that was unique yeah but you know you've got now three three pretty advanced techniques that you, you can utilize as part of your training you've got bands chains plyometrics right um is there anything else justin you can think of that might be you know something i'm thinking supersets in my mind and this oh, is this yeah. is a little bit more bodybuilding ish but um, supersets can be utilized um, in really unique, effective ways. One of my favorite ways, we've talked about this before, but to use a superset is to increase the mind-to-muscle connection. Mm-hmm. Adam will like that. We just, yeah. yeah, he loves that word. <laughs> Bring him back Mind-to-muscle connection. Um, of a muscle that you have a particularly tough time feeling during exercises. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll use a really common example, okay? The lats. A lot of people, especially beginners and intermediates, just don't feel their lats when they do pull-ups, pull-downs, rows, or any other back exercise. They just mm-hmm. don't – they just have trouble feeling their lats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally can remember the very first time I got a pump in my lats. It was years after I started training. Oh, same here. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, it was took weird. a while to connect. Yeah. It was weird. It was like, oh, shit, my lats. There yeah, they are. right. So one way that I've done this with clients to help them get that connection to the lats – is I'll do an isolation movement first, straight to a compound movement. Mm. So that's the superset. It's called a mm-hmm. pre-exhaust superset. So an example, we'll stick with the back or the lats again, is I'll have them do either a dumbbell pullover or a straight arm pull down, mm-hmm. get the lats fatigued, and they'll go straight to a pull down, a pull up, or a row where now they're utilizing other muscles, but they can feel the lats are already fatigued. They can feel them contracting. Now you use the the pull over because you're also combining it with the the triceps as as part of that, and then that way you can kind of not fatigue the you, you know, know the pairing of the bicep. You can do it that way, or there's also very effective pullover machines at the gym where the pad is under your elbow and it almost takes out. It, it kind of de-emphasizes the triceps in that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not trying to use the biceps. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, same thing with chest. If I want to, uh, if I want to get that mind to muscle connection to my chest, I would do a fly, fly. yeah, to and a bench then press. To a bench press. I got this, you. This is all in phase three of the maps program, by the way. This is what yeah. that's, that's all the stuff that's in there. Um, now the side effect of this is the pump is ridiculous. It's oh, yeah. stupid. You get such a silly you pump. Get like yeah, doing this. It's hard to move after um, that. Here's another good one. Okay, uh, th- uh, here's the common one that I have people do is I'll have them do like a sissy squat or a leg extension straight to a squat to get their quads all pumped and crazy, but. The mind-to-muscle connection that's missing for a lot of people is usually the hamstrings when they squat. Uh-huh. Very few people will feel the hamstrings. 
So what I'll have someone do sometimes is I'll have someone do a hamstring exercise, an isolation movement like a leg curl mm-hmm. or a very, very light uh, you know, uh, bridge on, on a physio ball or leg curl on a physio ball straight to a barbell squat. Um, th- however, you got to be very careful to make sure you sit back because if the hamstrings get too fatigued, you start to move too far forward in your squat. And then all of a sudden people are like, my hamstrings got pumped from doing squats, <laughs> which is for a lot of people is rare when they do squats. They rare. don't get a, they don't get a pump. In I was going to say, cause I, I would, I would do something similar, but for the most part, uh, well, a lot of people that I've, I've trained with the squat too, they feel quads initially, like it's yeah. very like anterior and, and so I'll, I try to do something similar to that, but more glute based, right? So that that way I can kind of focus the attention a little bit more in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, do an isolate, isolating glute exercise and then throw them over onto the squat. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, you got to make sure your form is like. Which which was a lot of times like a lateral two band or, or you know, walk or something like that. Bands too. are great, man. Man, it just, it just fires them up. Bands are great. You know, uh, that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons why I uh, originally recommended people use bands for the trigger sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you that haven't uh, are not familiar with the MAPS program, um, a trigger session is a very, very light muscle stimulating session. It lasts about five to eight minutes. Uh, that you might do several times a day on your off days. They're not intense. They're designed yeah, just to get the muscle. You don't want to do it 100% to fatigue. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's, it's super light. So all you're trying to do is get a little pump, a little burn, but you're just sending the signal to the muscle and, and kind of boosting what happened the day before when you did your heavy workout. But the reason why I tell people to use bands, aside from the fact that they're, fact that they're convenient, is that bands don't damage muscle very much because of that right. variable resistance. Um, uh, so that's, that's a benefit that they have. It's not a detriment. Uh, now if your whole workout is bands, you're not going to build much muscle, but if you add them to your regular routine, um, it, it will change things up and it doesn't damage you that much. That's the best part. So one of the problems I have a lot of times with people with, with programs that throw lots of new techniques in mm-hmm. is that you're limited by your body's ability to recover. So you can't just throw a bunch of shit at your program be like, Oh, I'm going to do. Yeah plyometrics i'm gonna do heavy negatives i'm gonna do slow negatives i'm gonna do all these different things and then try and split it all up like you're you're hitting this opposite group even though you know everything simultaneously is working together right yeah and then you're screwed because your body overly fatigued your body can't it can't repair in time right but bands because they don't really damage you you can add them to a routine and you'll get more muscle stimulation than you will damage and it's not much but when you add it to your regular routine it becomes like a Turbo boost. Right. Yeah. It, it charges you going into, you know, in the next day. Oh, I, I notice a big difference for when, you know, Doug, we talked about this so many times when we, when we were first testing out some of these theories, you know, a few years ago. I mean, what do you notice when you don't do your trigger sessions? Well, for one, I'm just not growing as fast. It's wild, right? Yeah. Bringing in the trigger sessions on those off days really does give you that extra boost. Yeah. It's like, do you notice, and I noticed one of the first, also uh, a fat burning effect from it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. A very and you don't burn many calories doing it. It's light. So the only the only theory I have is that you must be just really sending those signals just to the body. Anabolic, baby. Well, one of the things we were doing before we don't so much anymore is call them anabolic triggering sessions. That's actually the first the full name. The full mm-hmm. name is anabolic triggering sessions. And, ATS. And it's another way to get that anabolic signal <laughs> to your body mm-hmm. on those off days. So if you're anabolic more. What's going to happen? Yeah, you're, you're going to burn more fat. You're going to build more muscle. Yeah. 
Yeah, so bands are fantastic for that. Um, yeah, uh, pro, by the way, Maps is available at mindpumpradio.com. I just want to say that before I forgot. Uh, one other thing, Justin. Uh, yeah. Negatives. I just brought that up. And oh, just, right, right. Negatives. Uh, yeah, uh, eccentric yeah, training. Heavy negatives. Um, I have yet to find a way to be able to utilize this uh, without workout partners. That's the only thing I can think about. That, that mm. That's the bad part about it. Right. But uh, do, you, do you have any techniques or... Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, partners is, is, is a good idea, Yeah, you know, because you don't want to take on that, like, you're going to get yourself stuck, right? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want that. And I mean, as much as you want to do negatives with bands, it's kind of weird and counterproductive in my opinion. Uh, I've seen guys try and do that and duplicate, um, not having a workout partner with you. And you know, there's some machines, maybe you could get away with it and I'm not a, a big you know, proponent of machines at all. Like I never, I've seen them. one, I've seen one type of machine and then I, 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 I don't see them at any gyms I work out at anymore. So yeah, but basically the muscles, uh, there's three types of contractions. There's the shortening of the muscle. That's when you're flexing. Right. And then the lengthening when you're lowering the weight. And then of course, when you hold the weight, you're, yep. you're much stronger lowering a weight than you are Which, lifting it. Concentric, isometric, eccentric. eccentric yeah, right. So those are, and you can, you can lower a lot more weight that you, than you can lift. And, uh, you can take advantage of this, by putting a really heavy load and just lowering the weight. Right. Now, by yourself, the only way I've ever been able to do this by myself, because what you would do with a partner is you would um, you would have them take weight. You, you would have them take weight. So what you would do is you take a heavy-ass weight. Let's say I'm going to squat. Mm-hmm. And let's say uh, I have 300 and uh, you know 25 pounds on. I'll lower down into the bottom of the squat, and then my workout partners will take the weight off, some weight off, and then I'll come up. Then they'll add the weight, and then I go down, and then they'll take weight off, and I come up. So you'll need two workout partners. Yeah. The only way I've ever been able to do this on my own is with heavy singles. And the, what I would do is I would unwrap, I'd set the safeties in a squat rack mm-hmm. so that the bar, I can lower the bar down to the bottom and leave them on the safeties. Oh, yeah. You got safeties. Yeah, that's a good idea. So what I'll do is I'll walk out with a super ass heavy weight that mm-hmm. I know I can't lift, that I can't lift for one, but I know I can lower. Yeah. And I'll back out of the cage. And then I'll go down really slow and controlled with heavy ass weight until I hit the safeties, and then I'll leave with the safeties there, and then I'll kind of crawl out. Yeah, you know that's the only way I've, I've been able to use the same thing with a bench press. Yeah, you know what else I was thinking? Like, I mean, there's ways that that if if I'm doing a power move and and I need to I need to work on specific elements of it, right? So I want to break down this lift into multiple um, items, right? So. Uh, for instance, if if I'm doing a power clean, like one of the first things I want to I want to focus on is, you know, my angles, like and in, in how I'm pulling it off the ground properly. And then the next thing is is the the pulling part of it. So I'm I'm trying to get this like really quick response um, that I'm driving my feet into the ground and then pulling. And so we call this like the high pull. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pulling it up high up towards my chin, um, and that's that that's that initial bit you need to 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 really focus on pounding and, and pulling as, as quickly as possible pounding and pulling yeah man it's it's um you that know, sounds like a gangbang it's, <laughs> god right? am i right damn uh you must have gone on doug's history on his, on his computer so <laughs> but yeah so then then you get into like you know the catch and what is the catch and like you know how can i break that down yeah. and, you know and like you know what? front loaded i am so and, glad you're bringing yeah. this up because uh People who lift weights to look a certain way, you know, physique, bodybuilder, or presentation. Yeah, they would type never athlete. even have thought of this in no, their life. They break down workouts based on how they look. Yeah. Athletes and performance-based uh, individuals break down lifts. 
They break down lifts into components and segments the same way a bodybuilder would break down the body into body parts. Let me tell you why that would benefit both that let me let me break down why that would benefit why each side would benefit each other, okay? If a if you're an athlete in a, a lifting athlete and you're breaking down your your lifts but you're not focusing on perhaps how you look in terms of muscle development, there might be something to be gained by saying, you know what, it's weird, I'm doing all this bench press, but I noticed my upper chest seems really undeveloped. Even though my bench press is strong, mm. I'm going to try developing my upper chest and see what happens, and they might get some more strength out of it. On the flip side, the physique presentation athlete or someone who's just focused on how they look, let me tell you something. When you perfect those big gross motor movements – when you perfect a squat and you break it down, and I'm weakest at the bottom, so I'm going to find a way to get stronger at the bottom by pausing at the bottom or by using a band or by yeah. doing a heavy negative or whatever, you're going to build more muscle. You're just Your body's going to build more muscle. So it behooves you. I love that word. Yeah. Behoove. <laughs> behoove behoove you. you. It behooves you to break down your workout, not just in body parts and how you look, but break down your lifts Break those lifts down, master them, train certain lifts, not all of them. You know, if you're not an athlete, uh, uh, a competitor in terms of performance, don't do this on everything. But pick your big lifts, like your bench, your deadlift, your squat, your overhead press. Break those down. Break them down into segments. Find out your weaknesses. Get stronger in those weaknesses, and you know, in in the portion of the lift, your lockout at the bottom, your stability, your grip, whatever. Yeah. Now you just brought up another one. Maximize those and uh, and and watch the muscle you built from it. Yeah. What did I bring up? Oh, you brought up stability. Uh, Yeah. This is something else we don't ever talk about here because you know that's well. What is stability? Explain that because uh, Uh, stability. It's just a. It's just a way to overcome. you know, an unstable, unbalanced environment. So whether it's, you know, from me standing on one leg or, or, or standing on an uneven surface or um, having having like other forces that you have to account for. So why is that important in terms of athletics? Because guess what? People are going to try and push you over. Yeah, nothing's linear. Nothing is no. linear. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's so it's so much more complex. Wait, now, would it would it be safe to say, Justin, that stability, just to get down to the basic, would be like being able to balance a weight above my head, just hold it up there and balance it. Absolutely. Is that a form of stability? Yeah. Okay. So it could totally benefit everybody, not just. Yeah. Well, guy. that's why we we're bigger fans of free weights, right? Yeah. Because it, you're still training your body to uh, account for these gravitational forces and these ways of of controlling and manipulating and 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 using the weights uh you know and, and being able to to keep form and keep your body in supported so really it's about it's it's about supporting your body in movement mm. okay that's what stability is so uh for for those of you who think we're advocating doing squats on a physio ball with all that um, yeah you can <laughs> no, go that's ahead taking and it too far listening. yeah that's that's going too far yeah. Um, but uh, I'll give you, you know, I've seen lots of people who can, you know, bench press a heavy weight, but the but the weight is all over the place. Right. And they should lighten the load and focus on being able to do the weight in a stable way. Yeah. Um, because you're going to build more muscle doing it that way than you are just, you know, all over the place. Um, actually, when I train young athletes, this is such an issue. Like they they'll lift a super lightweight that they can lift, but their arm is freaking all over the place, and they mm-hmm. you know it looks like they, they you know they have yeah a, they need that uh well yeah they need that that weight to sort of weigh them down and keep them in check too yeah. a lot of times yeah no those are all important components so um that's it man I'm glad we covered some of this stuff 
Yeah. I feel so vindicated. Justin talked a lot. Guess what, guys? He knows a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah, I know stuff. And (laughs) it's not just all about biceps and fucking... abs and hey look at my quads it's it's like hey dude. hey let's use our muscles now <laughs> hey dude you got big ass quads uh, bro yeah, i well. want you to post a picture of those fucking gams mm. that you got there i'll let my turtle uh what you know out of its <laughs> <laughs> your legs bro listen just your legs i'm hey, gonna start peeing like that though oh I'm out saying. the bottom yeah, of the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. that's yeah, so gangster gotta, gotta feed them so listen if you're uh, uh please if you like our show subscribe to it and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us move up in the rankings so that we can beat people like the Bulletproof Executive and uh, Jillian Michaels. In any CrossFit podcast ever, we're beating you. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>